Paul presents Any Which Way But Zeus. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And welcome to the Pantheon. Mmm, the Pantheon of Half-Forgotten Characters. It's a surprise mm-hmm. because you didn't remember them. Yeah, call forwards, callbacks. <laughs> Calls all around. Um, yeah, it is a call episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is a, I, this is a little bit better than I think my memory had of it. They were like really enjoyable. There were moments in this that I moved to, that that I just in my head moved to episodes that I enjoy more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I, whenever this comes up, I see it I'm like, what the fuck episode is that? And it's like, oh, it's yeah. that one. Okay. It's basically it, inconsequential, but there are good bits to it. Yeah. The the one that's that for me is the one where they go inside, uh, Doc's brain. Oh yeah. As yeah. Eros and Thanatos, Thanatos and stuff. <laughs> that, that one is, uh, 100% slips off my head mm-hmm. every single time. Is that assisted um, suicide? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I never remember what happens. That. I think that has a B plot. I couldn't tell you what it was if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> like, and we do the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, though, a good A plot and B plot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Doc Hammer joint, uh, originally aired on September 26, 2010. Yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's a God about. Somebody calling himself mm-hmm. Goof. <laughs> Goof. Uh, Goofy is not involved here. Somebody calling Goof himself. The God about Gadabout. Mm, <laughs> somebody calling himself Zeus has been going around kidnapping uh, some scientists, henchmen, support staff, uh, butlers, and such. And it's up to the OSI and the guild uh, and, you know, uh, 21 to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and solve the, solve the problem. Yeah. Uh, and then our B plot, uh, Rusty was not kidnapped during this um it ends up making sense why he was not kidnapped once you find out you know what the actual target of the kidnappers were uh-huh. uh but he's very upset about that so the boys and sergeant hatred fake kidnap him uh in a in a thing that the in the commentary they're constantly like we have to bring this back and then they do uh, and it's a fun late later episode oh yeah to talk to me teddy yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> or, i love teddy or ted <laughs> yeah the um this is uh, so so good good a plot and good b plot. Uh, this is a kind of a fun who's who, mm-hmm. um, calling back to a lot of uh, characters. So we are getting um, some additional background on the Captain Sunshine mm-hmm. uh, kind of lineage, the consortium. And then, <laughs> yep, uh, and then Henchman One uh, Scott Hall, who snuck into the Venture Museum mm-hmm. with uh, Twenty One and Twenty Four way back when. Yeah, yeah, the one uh, who rocked. Uh... Yeah, the, the presumed Brocked. Yeah, an honorable way to go. The one who uh, he was throwing all the, uh, throwing out all the death flags, you know, said his real name, uh, said that he had people to go home to, et cetera, was way too professional. Always going to get mm-hmm. murked. Right. Uh, but uh, yes. he's he, he's about and he is bitter. Yes. Uh, this does not move the macro plot. Nope. Uh, forward at all. This is just one of those. And I, I have a lot of affection for those episodes. Mm hmm. That are just kind of like hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Not not many production details here. Uh, The commentary is mostly Jackson, uh, who is still in a bad place. It does not seem like the season break helped him that much, even though it mm -hmm. it, it, it improved the quality of the episodes. Like we get good stuff. It's mostly Jackson marveling at how much Doc managed to fit into the script. 
while talking about how hard it was to write this season. It is really dense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's specifically that there are a bunch of like very long <laughs> kind of like listy joke sequences mm-hmm. in this. Some of which I, I would argue should have been cut. And the, the, the uh, side effects. A joke later. Yeah. I don't, what is it? The side effects. Oh yeah. Side effects. I didn't think was very good. And then the, the, the making fun of the guy from the peril of partnership. Oh yeah. The Kendall yeah. real doll thing makes no sense. It so much so that Jackson public has it explained to him in the commentary. Mm-hmm. And it's still kind of confusing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of the two guys who makes the show and he didn't get it. Like, how did this make it into the episode? Cause when I'm watching it, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and it doesn't uh, connect to anything, so it doesn't matter that I don't get it. Yeah, and I call somebody a Ken doll. It means something very specific. It does. You know, they have a smooth genital front, mm-hmm. like from Air, a Devo video or from Saturday like Night Five. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just just a, but it doesn't mean what what Doc thinks it means. No, no. Um, yeah, uh, we don't learn very much about the background of this. Uh, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. um, we do learn, however, uh, this did not get a title until the last minute. They talk a little bit about their titling process, mm-hmm. um, where Jackson hates, uh, boring names and doc hates pun names. Mm-hmm. Um, doc originally just called this kidnapped or take or stolen stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, would be not a good name. Nope. Uh, and then they ended up making it a, uh, a pun name, mm-hmm. uh, which you, you get the sense that they just kind of did that through convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, but we, we can do that. We can we can just come up with a parody name. It's fine. <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world. Parodying those oh. the just the, the, those movies where Clint Eastwood had an ape friend. Yeah, Clyde. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, Clyde. That does that does connect back, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they they did train an ape with the, with a Clyde thing before. <laughs> so you can tell that they both watched that movie. Yes. The Clint yeah. Eastwood ape movie, which I've never seen. I mean, it's not good. Um, it's real boring. You would, you would think that I, a chimp I, would be, yeah. uh, would be more entertaining. I, I, well, that's what you get for not hailing to the chimp. Like, <laughs> I, I need uh, like a monkey to provide a lot of chaos. And my, and my favorite apes a poppin. Yeah. I love apes a poppin um, so much. Yeah. The, um, uh, the other thing, you know, in terms of production uh, detail mm-hmm. is that there are these golfers and that one of which is based on uh, Mike Lazo, the head of Adult Swim, mm-hmm. um, who everybody at Adult Swim loves, uh, who they're constantly, apparently everyone is trying to get him to come to a voice mm-hmm. and he never does it. And the way they re- got him to do it was saying his character could be golfing. Yep. Because like, he likes golfing. <laughs> He's like, if my character is golfing, I'm ha- happy. Yeah. Well, it's you real know, weird. I, <laughs> oh, it's fine. Uh, that character will be happy yeah. because he's me and he's golfing and I'm happy when I'm golfing. Uh, yeah, that it, one's me. <laughs> it sounds a little bit uh, kind of childish, actually. Yeah. Ah, that's me yelling. <laughs> like, it just, it's, <laughs> it's very, very cute. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, and I also like the detail that everybody who makes a show has a Mike, uh, has a Mike Lazo impression because, you know, it's a yeah. uh, William streets and in, in Georgia, you know, he's a, yeah. had a Georgia, Georgia accent, which is always fun to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, disclaimer on this one, this episode jumps around a lot. So I did a little bit of uh shuffling. So we're not saying, and then, and then, and then, uh, going back mm-hmm. and forth, just kind of consolidated some of the plot lines a little bit. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's do, uh, we have a cold open where Billy gets got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zeus appears to him, says, Billy quiz boy, you must come with me. Uh, <laughs> I love Billy calling for Pete 
you know, Zeus is coming for him, and Pete automatically thinks he's talking about his shit, which yep. is a, a funny running joke in this. Mm-hmm. But Billy is constantly, he's like, that keep telling you, fella, that's why you got to eat more fiber. <laughs> um, it's a very, bar- it's it's a very Baroque like shit joke, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, well, it's, you get the sense that it's like the boy who cried wolf. Oh, Like yeah. Billy's calling in Pete enough times where Pete just assumes that's what's a, what it's about. Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Pete, once he sees this glowing person calling himself Zeus, he immediately supplicates. He starts bowing to Zeus before Billy reminds him that the gods aren't real. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this yeah. is a kidnapping, you you idiot. Yeah. Uh, and we get this uh, this little, you know, so they're talking about who's who's in charge. They do this joke twice, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get kidnapped along. You know, they take Pete White as well. Um, they uh, And we're getting this little montage yeah real weird we just get a scientist and his assistant rather than a character we know mm-hmm. uh before we get a uh, sphinx we get hunter and brock leaving they're like hey surely we're gonna go he's like you guys are gonna go to that depressing uh strip club let me check oh i'm still kind of gay mm-hmm. uh i i love when they leave he's like bring purell yeah strip club uh you know not a wholesome place although i love that hunter tells him not to impugn that wholesome place (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is it is a really foul looking strip club uh as somebody who's been to two strip clubs one that was like high rent and good and one that was night moves in bloomington indiana which had real uh nighting ales energy to it god night moves is such a oh man that that that, that is a real uh that name is a vibe no. I, I wish I still had my free entry card mm-hmm. souvenir that they gave us because we got there too early because we came <laughs> in the afternoon on tour and the guy was just apologizing to us profusely saying he's going to get some real good girls in there just to wait. Uh-huh. Uh, circles are fucking gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no shade on sex work, but they just, the, the establishments are not, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it, you know, it, it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's uh, see me. Uh, I've only been I, I've only been to one, and I sometimes drive past it and think about that night. It was it was the like literally the night that I turned eighteen, midnight twelve oh one walked in, um, and it was mm-hmm. just it was it, it was depressing, even at that young age. Yeah, and they're de- they're depressing to me. I've enjoyed having conversations with strippers. Yep, uh, there. I don't ever feel like I'm enjoying the place on the the wavelength that needs to be enjoyed. Yes, I, I am always like ironic or just having a conversation with somebody with an interesting job, but not giving them enough money for them to really want to hang out too much. Yeah, it's a bad value proposition professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can spot a Gary when he comes to the strip club. It's like, <laughs> you, you wanna, that 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 uh, that, jo- that that slot machine ain't gonna pay out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he's gonna turn this in. He's gonna try and turn this into therapy, like not intentionally, yeah. but that's kind of what it's gonna be. So he, he's gonna ask about your, like your whether you get to choose your own music, yeah, and like what order you go out on, go out on, how many people work there, where yeah. the fire exits are. <laughs> like it's gonna be shit like that. Yeah, it's all logistic <laughs> like, stuff. It's just not a. Yeah. It's it's the not again not the vibe. Not here at night yeah. moves. Not at this wholesome establishment. <laughs> No, wholesome establishment. Yeah, uh, but Zeus, so appears. Zeus appears to shore leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, takes him. I love the little, the little goof about uh, uh, that shore leave makes. Like, oh, you know, it thinks it's a fairy godmother thing. Thinks it's still, it's, uh, Cinderella. Cinderella, but he's obviously just uh, you know uh, giving him some shit. He pulls out a gun, but then Zeus gets him. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, see so him being the uh, the sidekick. 
Yeah. You know, which doesn't make any sense. Um, we get a very short uh, title sequence and then uh, these, this magazine and newspaper montage mm-hmm. um, of uh, covers talking about abductions of scientists and engineers. Yep. And ends with Apple Mummy. Love uh, Apple Mummy. You know, I love Apple Mummy. I would it, eat Apple Mummy. And any monster cereal. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love apple flavored uh, cereals. Yeah, apple Jacks love those things. Yeah, they're good. And they do taste like apples. Mm-hmm. It's a weird advertising campaign because they taste like artificial apple flavor. <laughs> uh, it's so defensive. Yeah. <laughs> but, but hey, they don't taste like apples. I know, but we like it. Yeah. And that's what they did for a decade. <laughs> it's their branding. <laughs> was responding to like one internet hater who was like, they don't like it. Who are they? Apples. Us? it is it is a chilling the apple jacks advertising but it is a chilling parody of the duck feed network <laughs> it's a little like looking into a mirror uh yeah a black mirror oh um <laughs> but uh sergeant hatred and um and hank they're talking about uh or sorry no sergeant hatred and rusty they're at the at the uh, uh breakfast table talking about how plausible it is that rusty's in danger rusty insists mm-hmm. like oh you know I, i've got to be next right yeah, uh, but, be- but before they before they continue, you know, they don't want Hank to know about this. They don't want him, you know, want him to know that his dad might be endangered. They have him cover his ears. I love how they test it. Yeah, you know, it's a bunch of just like, oh, Hank, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Rusty says Hank has been professionally diagnosed as a crybaby. Uh, mm-hmm. Rusty nagging Hank is never not fun. <laughs> it's, it's real good. Uh, you know, uh, Dean could beat him up. He uh-huh. wets his bed. Um so Rusty is like, you know, this is going to happen. And Hatred's like, well, you should let me take the lead on this. I'll hide you somewhere like in a hamper or something <laughs> um, where, they, where they can't get you. Uh, again, this has been done before. The Rusty being jealous that he's yeah. not a target mm-hmm. uh, of something. Um, but again, it goes to an interesting place. It so does. I don't mind the repetition yeah. so much. And just like like even even before we get to the the, the, the torture stuff, like him just sitting out sitting out in front with a blindfold and a sign saying Rusty Venture here is very good. I, I love that sign so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> uh Hunter and Brock are flying back to Sphinx HQ. Uh, and they're talking about mm-hmm. the dancers. Uh, and this is probably one of the most like iconic conversations, like exchanges yeah. on the show. Uh it's the it's the more Robin. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> They're talking about Robin, a specific. Did you see Robin cornered me? I almost <laughs> gnaw off my own arm to get away from her. Yeah. Because uh, she has mournful tits. This They're is sad ass tits. This is the mournful tits uh, uh, conversation. Oh. You know, with 2020, with 2021 years, it's kind of like, oh, you know, uh, this gets away with it, though, because it's oh, still it. it's still fucking funny. Like, it's yeah. it's so it, so inventive and it has the real energy of two friends trying to one up each other. Yes. <laughs> uh it's it's great i yeah. i wouldn't trade this for anything no uh i don't care if it's negative about boobs yeah i don't just it's um, it's, it's you yeah. know something something can be uh can, can be on the edge but it can be redeemed by actually being funny you yeah. know when robin's not a real person true just if, if you know if, the uh, <laughs> imagine a, a a not aesthetically pleasing yeah like you, you like this is the kind of conversation that shows up in things about like dicks sometimes as well. Yes. You yeah. Know, like bad genitals, bad sex organs is, is part of mm-hmm. culture of goofing around. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and that happens. Yeah, like I, a- I hung like it, it sucked. What a girl who I knew who dated one of my good friends, uh, back, like ended up like talking tons of shit about that dude's ding dong <laughs> in really detailed ways. And oh, it sucked. No. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Oh, it's my buddy. friend. I've got to, I've got to like interact with them. I don't want to, I like, A, you're being mean to somebody I like, but also I've got to think about what you've said every time I interact with them. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> it was, it was at the time when I was young enough where like diving on a grenade to be like, no, his dick is good. 
he's got that good dick. Would it be real weird? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hell no, it's not. I don't care whether it's that big. Like, he uses it great. Like, it, it would have had social ramifications at that time. Like, yeah. I'm talking, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, this. Uh, to do yeah. that so uh, yeah so but, but putting away my you know my, my, my sensitive baby ears this is incredibly funny just because of how creative it is also because of the delivery we have patrick warburton and we have jackson doing the hunter voice i mean just yeah. uh just can give them a tasteful dignified funeral you know I, my favorite one is a little kid with progeria cracking all their ribs trying to catch a nerf ball just sad that's fucking incredible the poetry yeah. of that <laughs> like, like, like two so suicide notes stuffed in a glitter bra <laughs> oh man like two socks with a handful of change in them uh and th- i love the part in the commentary where like jackson when he write on the page like this needs to this is one too long mm-hmm. and and doc rightfully saying it needs to be one too long yes you know? <laughs> i'm happy that doc stood up for it you know yeah uh, it, it's it's very good it's a highlight of the episode yeah and you know um, I, I i i like that uh i like that hunter and brock have this uh this rapport it feels lived in you know mm-hmm yeah, the Ming friends. Uh, they're heading towards, they're not actually heading back towards Sphinx headquarters. Uh, yeah. Here is what we originally think. We see some guild wasp, uh, but they're on this code white maneuver because uh, they're all meeting together. Yes. Um, and they're heading to a golf golf course. Yes. How's your golf game, Samson? Um, they're going to be addressing the Zeus problem. And we see what the Zeus problem really is, where all these people have been taken. Uh, it's out at a farm in the country. And there is a general in like a Darth Vader mask uh, kind of outfit deal, uh, forcing the people that he kidnapped uh, to compete in gladiatorial combat for Zeus's amusement. Zeus sitting yes. impassively behind him. Uh, and this is, it's not called out in the wiki or anything, but this is, um, this is huge Marvel combat. Vi- or Marvel Comics vibes, okay. Like contest of champions, um, like where Spider Man like, got the uh, got the black suit kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I, people are constantly con, you know, kidnapping all of Earth's heroes to make them fight, right? Uh, and glad this is Planet Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, which is the Thor Ragnarok is roughly based on. Like this is a big <laughs> Marvel Comics thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, as well. <laughs> um, we get our second appearance of Ghost Robot, whom I love. <laughs> I love Ghost Robot. So much. He's so reasonable uh, here. Uh, they said yeah. people got mad that Ghost Robot died, and they're like, he's a ghost who lives in a robot. Like, they, you just turned him <laughs> off. Because they can just repair <laughs> his body. Back. The ghost didn't go away. Uh, I am a ghost who is also a robot. <laughs> if you hit my metal chest, nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to, to start a, a plan with 21. Yeah. Uh, to do this and 21 is is into it mm-hmm. uh instead into the gladiatorial combat uh he takes out ghost robot the general gives him a thumbs down and he puts his trident in ghost robot's head yeah um yeah, yeah. uh Same. and uh then the and then the hoplites uh drag 21 to the stables and he spits on them uh and uh you know everybody is here and they're real run down uh pete is looking out at the stall uh billy and shirley were there they're hu- like they're beaten and huddled uh and um they've heard uh kind of rumors about uh, about 21 that he bit out one of tricyclops's eyeballs tricyclops <laughs> Um, I love, I love them talking about like, you know, they have to go back out again and Billy just being like, I didn't do anything. I just hid, <laughs> you know, uh, one of the things I don't, uh, like in this episode, and this is such a nitpick, like mm-hmm. it's not even, uh, but when they draw, they're drawing people who are beat up, they try to draw, uh, split lips or bruising yeah. in a way that just looks like big watery tumors. It does. Yeah. I don't, I really don't like how it looks. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it represents what they're trying to represent. Yeah. Sure. Leave kind of looks like he's got, uh, got some, uh, uh mutations going on. 
Yeah. And Desmond yeah. gets them as well. Mm-hmm. Really bad. The butler. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Pete, Pete's talking about like, oh gosh, I don't think I could, you know, don't take me out there. I couldn't fight Billy. Um, and Shirley calls him, uh, calls him a sissy, you know, mm-hmm. questions his masculinity for being afraid of going out and fighting. And there, this leads to uh, kind of a back and forth where Shirley, uh, uh, properly, uh, tears down Pete, uh, for yeah. responding back and saying that, uh, that Shirley being, uh, being gay makes him a sissy. No, he's, he's a badass dude. Yeah. He's out and proud. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the 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 entire show and the writers of the show have nothing but disdain for Pete White. Yep, <laughs> uh, which is proper because he hasn't done anything good. No, in his no. whole life, only bad things. Yeah, no. Um, so twenty one is thrown into their stall along with Captain Sunshine's butler, uh, kind yeah. of foreshadowing what's going to happen here with the uh, the plotty parts of this. Yes. Um, back at the golf course, uh, Brock is waiting while uh, Hunter does a punt, and Hunter's like, you <laughs> different know, game. It's, a, it's about it's, to get weird. It's a, it's a putt. You said punt. Different oh, punt. game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Different. Uh, I, it's all sports ball to me. I don't. <laughs> too cool for that. Hand egg. Um, yeah. Now it's yeah. about to get weird. Uh, and Brock's yeah. like, hey, do you expect me to pretend that we're not surrounded by OSI agents? Turns out this golf, this golf course is uh, over this uh, kind of bunker kind of deal. The whole green rises up. Um, and they, mm-hmm. uh, they're revealing this elevator, uh, two golfers kind of remark on how strange this is, but then Doe and card card holders shoot them from behind. This is the, uh, the yep. Mike Lazo, uh, appearance. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they made this set on a golf course just to get him. <laughs> um, they're heading into a security checkpoint. Uh, everyone is being stripped, uh, here because they, they have to make sure no one has any hidden weapons or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're saying Brock's chest paint plate counts as armor this is where they fire back at the guy mm-hmm. uh and call him uh kendall yeah uh they used to work with them the implication this is only explained through the commentary no yes. one would ever get this from the episode in a million years mm-hmm. uh is that he had he owned a real doll yeah brock, uh, brock says something like you know you can get the mannequins with the parts and all that or something and uh like okay it still doesn't make any sense you call somebody a kendall you know you're doing the ghostbusters thing yes this man has no dick Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the guy gets flustered and it works, but it's it's not a joke. No. Nope. And it, it doesn't, again, I cannot stress enough how the writer of the episode had to explain it to the other guy who makes the episode <laughs> in the commentary. <laughs> yep. Um, and it still made it to air and got animated and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if I'm the odd man out in here, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, no, I totally got it. Immediately yeah. I understood. Let me know because mm-hmm. maybe I, I'm having a stroke or something, but Every single time I've been like, this feels like a weird non sequitur. No, no, I just say it, it feels it feels like nothing. It, it, it feels like a it is taking up space that could have been uh, that could have been used by something a little bit more, uh, a little bit better. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go over. Uh, the guild folks are here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch and ward are running uh the the revenge society mm-hmm. uh and you know basically through this um saying you know you you are weapons yes. like you you know you maybe don't have a weapon on you but you can be a weapon uh including stormfront the <laughs> little nerd here and they're like you know you're a living weapon uh you know tell that to who's whose widow was it i did. um it, who it, got it, melted because she was made of sugar yeah. <laughs> and he caused, he caused it to rain on her something um, like that like he didn't exist uh, yeah. uh, hey i couldn't i wasn't in control of that it was like cotton candy yeah. man or something like that yeah it's, it's very funny yeah. yeah um the uh but they have to go undergo this uh power inhibition treatment <laughs> yeah to, to knock out their powers and we get another joke that should have been cut which is a side effect joke yeah um, yeah it feels like saturday night live 1996 it material. does yeah 
which is which sucks because it's tied up with an actual good joke where it's like oh it's not an injection you know they talk about the you know the needle it's a big scary machine that you sit in that takes out all of your blood and replaces it and if you mm-hmm. die, your next of kin gets a jug of blood and a very nice card. <laughs> it's a jug of blood and a <laughs> and really the, nice card. Like yeah. in, in the watch and word voice. It's very yeah. funny. That is like that, that that is very cool and good. The pan over to the torture machine. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And, and it's un, it's undercut by the, you know, listing off of, you know, constipation, diarrhea, oily discharge. You know, yeah. it's like eh. It, those were jokes that were being done on on not even SNL, Mad TV. <laughs> like the the first Olestra needle discharge joke I saw was on Mad fucking TV. Mm-hmm. We're that low, you know. <laughs> um, so <sighs> should should have been cut. Yes. Yeah. Um. So here's where we cut over to the boys in hatred, looking out at Rusty sitting on the compound blindfolded, <laughs> asking to be kidnapped. <laughs> He's just on a lawn chair, just 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 waiting, resigned to his fate, uh, you know. And hatred tries to explain to the boys, you know, like, oh, he's just he's just trying to protect you guys, saying oh, it's almost noble in a sad, narcissistic way. And again, just a plus Hank here is like, then why do I feel embarrassed? Yeah, because it's uh, this gives Hank an idea, uh-huh. and uh, hatred's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. So uh, Rusty wakes up blindfolded, tied to a chair with electrodes at his nipples. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shock him awake. Hadra <laughs> and the boys are doing a fake kidnapping with, uh, again, a uh, repeat of a joke. This is similar to um, 21's Closet Full of Collectibles. Yes. Yeah. Kind of joke. Um, with an Optimus Prime mask and a Hulk mask that disguise their voice. <laughs> um, this is great. This yeah. is really cute. <laughs> because hatred's talking and then just he accidentally uh tr- triggers one of the you know the voice one of the voice samples or whatever and just like you know just like, like robots, assemble. robots, robots assemble. assemble yeah it was like and and rusty takes it seriously oh don't assemble your robots i'll talk you know he's <laughs> he, really he good folds like superman yeah. on laundry day it's great <laughs> uh dean, dean just walks up and calmly places a teddy ruxpin and <laughs> says i love you Can we play a game <laughs> It occurs to me that we probably have to explain what Teddy Ruxpin is. Um, Possibly. Been for 25 years. Yeah. 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 Teddy Ruxpin uh, was kind of a, it was a, it was a toy, an animatronic teddy bear that was about the size of a teddy bear that uh, you put tapes in. It was special tapes mm-hmm. uh, where one track was somebody reading a story and the other track was the instructions that moved the mouth and the eyes. So the idea was that you had this little teddy bear who would read you a story. Uh, they're yes. very uncanny and creepy. If you look up videos of them, I had one of these. Did you have one of them? Uh, I didn't, but my friend who got really into circuit bending and breaking toys gotcha. had one as an adult. So I've seen one more recently, but I, I was a little too old by the time Teddy Ruxpin came around. The thing about Teddy Ruxpin is the mechanism that moves the eyes and the, and the mouth is very loud. So you've yes. got the soothing, you know, the soothing, oh, and then uh, she went down the road. Like, you've got that pleasant voice yeah. mixed in with. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing with Teddy Ruxpin is that it's filled with machinery, so it makes it the least cuddly teddy bear that's ever been. It, yep. It's about as cuddly as, like, a VCR wrapped in <laughs> a coat. Yep. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, because the commercials would always show kids like laying in bed with it and stuff mm-hmm. like a teddy bear. And it would be really uncomfortable. No, you would roll over on that thing and then like dislocate a shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like it was a way to sell like a subscription based toy. Yeah, yeah. Like you would get 
you need to buy booster tapes for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was real weird. It was like a media platform. Like this, this story only came out on Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. It didn't come out on laser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I just, uh, I can't even remember like what story I had. I just remember having that thing around and, you know, it was like a little robot. And when you're, when you're a mm-hmm. kid, it's really impressive that this thing moves, but like, you know, uh, being an adult and understanding how things work, you you see the artifice and then you realize, yeah, that was always kind of unsettling. And now I understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, real good little cutaway to this. Um, we cut over to the OSI meeting table. Um, there's a lot of the production detail about how it's clear and everyone has to, excuse me, be in their underwear so they uh, can't hold weapons and such. Mm-hmm. The uh, the guild people are talking down to the Revenge Society there. And then uh, Tiger Shark shows up <laughs> representing the Peril Partnership, which has been mentioned before, but this is the first member yes. of the Peril Partnership, which has a weirdly prominent place in uh, the late seasons, in season six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to learn a little bit more about what's happening up Canada way. Um, Peril Partnership had somebody... He, Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say he, he calls out Brock... <laughs> Uh, because he, Brock thinks he, he fought him, even though they're in Canada, but it's because Brock fucked his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Tiger Shark. Oh, gosh. It's really good. Uh, Tiger Shark, like, dives at him, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. to sound like, how fucking dare you? All of this is interrupted when General Traster comes back, and I just... Uh, Every time Toby Hush shows up in something, I'm like uh, uh, Lucille Bluth when she sees Gene Parmesan. Like, yeah, like he's he's the best in this. All of this stuff is so good and it's so dense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The uh, you know you all have nicknames, whereas I do not because I am special. Uh, he's given them all really dehumanizing nicknames. It's all sitcom stuff. He uh, calls he calls Dragoon yeah. and Red Mantle Keenan and Kel. Yeah, Agent Keenan and Kel. Uh, Brock is Agent Topanga Lawrence. Um, or, or Agent Orville Redenbacher. Like, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is he's assembling all of these minds. You know, they've all lost somebody to Zeus to guess, uh, figure out who Zeus is. Yes. You know, uh, why he was floating, you know, what, uh, what's at work here, who it could actually be. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going around saying like, oh, it might've been a jetpack, and they've got like all of the, you know, readouts like, oh, it couldn't have been a jetpack. There wasn't any residue of, you know, burnt fuel, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, some back and forth because, uh, well, who was it that didn't do the reading? It was, uh, it was Phantom Limb. Uh, yeah. It was Phantom or uh, Phantom Limb. And yeah. then, uh, Professor Impossible says it might be an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and everything, uh, Brock, uh, says it might be a villain with flight mutation. Uh, I love, uh, uh, Red Mantle and Dragoon Red Mantle's like, I'm just throwing this out here. Could it be <laughs> Zeus? All crazy mad because no one's worshiping him anymore. Uh, you know, really great. They don't, they don't do it. He's like, we have to think of Tracer says, you know, you need to actually break up into groups to think of solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a nightmare being yep. broken into breakout sessions. No, no. Good God. Oh, uh, you're just trying to fill time. I, I want <laughs> I want my entry feedback. <laughs> what an undignified thing to for a, an adult to do to another adult. Ugh, awful. Like awful. that. That is that is a moral execution. Mm-hmm. To like send somebody into a breakout sesh. Yeah. No. Pe- you did, no. No. No jury would convict you. You would walk on that. When I went, uh, when I worked in an office, every once in a while, some of my coworkers would come back from an event, and they would talk about breakout sessions, and they'd be smiling, but they'd have fucking Stepford eyes, <laughs> like <laughs> just like talking about how like, yeah. oh, yeah, it was really helpful to do the breakout sessions. You just, you and I'd wanna, be like, come on, you just want to look at them, like get, get right up and say, I know you're in there, I know you're in yeah. there, you <laughs> exactly. need to get out. Come on, where's the real you? Run, run. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> the uh, tracer says, you know, you have until I finish this juice box. And warning, I am thirsty. And <laughs> thirsty. it is fruit punch, and it is delicious. <laughs> I love uh, how he says thirsty. Thirsty. The, 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 the production details uh, in the, uh, like, in the, they don't talk about it in the commentary, uh, which I wish they would, because I, I want to hear more stories about people working with Toby Huss. But in the art book, they say, like, oh, he did 40 takes of everything. And it was it just, it was fucking wild watching him work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to when we do the deleted scenes, because apparently those are included. Yep. <laughs> in there, which I, I'm really looking forward to. God, Toby House is just a fucking treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna break out and do their worksheets in a group sesh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we cut back to the barn, um, and Shore Leave is tending to Desmond's wounds. Shore, Shore Leave, uh, a, a plus stand up guy, right? This is a, mm-hmm. a wounded older man. We got to take care of him. Um, and Desmond kind of reveals some uh, you know info here. He says, "Oh, zero is lost as mine," but nobody really follows up on that. Instead, Shore Leave calls twenty one Ghost Dog because he's sitting there yeah. meditating, all quiet. Um, and twenty one says, "Oh, I've been current conferring with a friend." Right, uh, I think I've yeah. got a plan, and he introduces himself as Henchman One. Yes, uh, the uh, obviously twenty four. Uh, the general announces a fight between uh, the hero Billy Quizboy, who is under the villain, or P White, who's under the hero Billy Quizboy. <laughs> um, and they both take exception to this. Yeah, um, you know, I'm the idea man. You don't do anything, mm-hmm. uh, etc. They drop all their weapons and uh, start arguing with each other. <laughs> And we get a uh, again, you know, the 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 room that the the think tank is in is a, a reference to Doctor Strange Love. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a kind of no fighting in the war room style, yeah, yeah, thing here where we you know stop stop your fighting and fight, <laughs> fight, fight, damn you, stop fighting and fight. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is it is nice and good. Um, back to the uh, torture. Uh, this this bunker that they have Rusty in. Uh, Dean, who we're going to learn, you know, is just not into this at all, right? He just left. He just left Rusty alone with the talking bear, um, mm-hmm. and he's responding to every one of the voice clips. You know, he says like four or five things. Uh, he's responding like it's a negotiation. You know, he says, "I love sliding down rainbows. Easy meth crack PCP." <laughs> yeah, i can get it for you because let's cuddle he's like untie me and i'll do things to you that your girlfriend would never do <laughs> um, uh, uh, they're, they're interrupted yeah. when hatred and hank come back yes um and hank is swinging a big knotted rope around um and <laughs> hatred wants to talk him out of doing this hey, hank wants to give him a casino royale uh, the the the, yeah. the scene where James Bond they, they they put him in a in a chair that has the the seat cut out and uh, Lashif, uh played by Mads Mikkelsen just wails on uh, on James Bond's balls with a big knotted rope. That is why the internet is so horny for Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, that was one of his first big roles. That's I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a good role. Like Casino Royale's like it, it it is unlike James Bond movies in that it's good. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. I was scared off by the James Bondness because yeah. I think James Bond movies suck. Yeah, they're they're they're. Um, I, I don't I don't generally care for them. Uh, but uh, yeah. no, it's actually like it's a good. It's actually good. Uh, it's the yeah, one of yeah. those that I think stands up. And it's a like it, it is very funny that Hank wants to do this to his dad. <laughs> Wail on his dad's balls. Uh, <laughs> Hatred says, "Oh, Dean left left him here." You know, mm-hmm. and Rusty's like, "Oh, you have Dean. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead and kill me. Just let you know, let Dean go." 
Yeah. Um, and then Hank is like, we also have Hank, <laughs> uh, which is very funny in the monster voice. Uh, and Rusty's like, oh, that's okay. You can just kill him. Uh-huh. You've got to start killing one of them. And Hank starts swinging the rope and presses the side, the button uh, where it says monster smash. Um, <laughs> Uh, just a terrible callous thing to hear your dad say, oh, go ahead and kill, you know, just kill him, kill, kill mm-hmm. my son. So this is going to be explained. Um, you know, he, he doesn't mean it, which is, which is nice. I'm happy that it is not explicitly that emotionally cruel. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hatred still has his mask on when he goes to the Dean in his room and Dean is just reading a book about cathode ray tubes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and he's basically saying like, you should be out here doing, doing boy stuff. You're doing this, this girl stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean doesn't care about it. This is foreshadowing, you know, him trying to get away from the life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, not foreshadowing. Like it is, a, a another just, piece of evidence. Just developing that. Um, <laughs> you know, Hank's out there wailing on your dad's nuggets. You know, why aren't you doing that? <laughs> nuggets is real good. I've been thinking about nuggets a lot as a, mm. a euphemism for balls. Uh, oh yeah. And it, it is and nuggets and pud. Both of those are real yeah. good. Nuggets and pud, nuggets and pud. Yeah. <laughs> Love to eat my nuggets and pud. Uh, berries and cream. Yep. The, uh, TikTok. You can get on Cameo. You can yeah. Get that guy. Oh, you can get that guy. Berries and cream elf. That that must be uh that must be like a weird renaissance for him. Is yeah. that there are Good all these him. there are all these people who just get swept up in weird TikTok like just uh, TikTok fads, and then yeah. th- they're like. Are just articles were like, and we asked John Darnielle how he felt about no children becoming a new thing. Is like nobody cares what a fifty-one-year-old man thinks about TikTok, yeah. <laughs> which is the only yeah. right thing to say in that situation. The uh, I don't I don't watch TikToks unless they're presented to me on a golden platter by someone I know. Yep. But Facebook has a thing where they just stream them to at you. Yep. No, I've been and, falling down that one too. Yeah. Based on that, as far as I can tell, TikTok is a place where. Uh, boyfriends surprise girlfriends into spilling food yeah yeah by scaring them uh there's a lot of a the dude doing something scary and the woman just spilling in, like a dozen eggs onto the ground mm-hmm. and that that there you go there's the tiktok there's a lot of people like smugly saying and today's riddle is and then uh putting that there are useless uh there, there are useless life hack kind of things like did you know mm. you can keep a you can keep a sandwich in a in a cd spindle uh c- container kind of thing like that mm-hmm. that kind of bull that kind of bullshit um, and then, uh, like little, uh, like carpentry things. And I think that that plus the cat videos means that this is, uh, this is weirdly tailored to me. So I am now realizing mm. I'm probably revealing too much about my, about my psychographic that Facebook has on me. So, yeah, I, uh, I refuse to get into hip hop <laughs> to get into TikTok, TikTok. That's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> I refuse uh, hip talk. Hip talk. Uh, it is. It is. It is a, a form of social media too far for me. Yep. So yeah. If Instagram can't get me, this can't get me. <laughs> so. Oh gosh, it's just funny that Facebook adds a feature and it is just a place for people to repost TikToks um, yeah, from another platform. Yeah. Um, fuck that company. Um, yeah. So uh, cut back over to the summit. You know, Tracer confirms the power set, you know, flight, uh, crippling light emissions and super strength. You know, he knew the answer all along. He was hoping that they would put it together so they could come up with, uh, you know, something unexpected. Um, and he puts up a picture of Captain Sunshine, Desmond and Wonder Boy 2. The power set matches Captain Sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Um, they have Captain Sunshine detained, but he passed all the lie detectors. Um and they're like, he doesn't have a motive. 
Uh, and Red Mantle Dra Dragoon contest that. They're like, no, no, he writes the guild each week about the rights of butlers, henchmen, and the retired. <laughs> um, he would totally steal our best men to get the message across. I used to arch him back in the 60s. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's like, oh, you used to, like, how old must he be? <laughs> Did you arch like, a no, no, baby? Not him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the big one, mm -hmm. the little one. Yeah. You know, uh, and this is where we learn uh, that about the lineage of Captain Sunshine. Yeah. So Desmond, the butler, used to be the Captain Sunshine, and uh, the current Captain Sunshine used to be his Wonder Boy. And then mm -hmm. when the, the, the older one uh, aged out, it was like a Batman Beyond kind of thing, uh, he became the Alfred, and uh, then the, 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 the sidekick stepped up and became the new Captain Sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so this, this, uh, this cracks it, basically. Yes. You know, yeah. You're holding the, the wrong Captain Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to Hank and Rusty who's tied up and he says, tell me why, tell me why you love Dean more than Hank. And Rusty says, you know, I don't love Dean more than Hank. Yeah. You know, uh, like, and you've just been hitting the bottom of my chair for, with a rope <laughs> for an hour. It doesn't matter. I love that um, so much. He didn't cut out the bottom of the chair. <laughs> like I've been, this has happened to me so many times. Mm -hmm. Like I knew you weren't going to kill anybody, but if you're going to torture anyone, make it Hank. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you got to take it easy on Dean. Dean believes in this crap. Yeah. You know, he, he should have been a Rusty Venture boy adventurer. Hank just had this life thrown at him and he fights it just yeah. like I did. And it's like very tender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just like we realize that a lot of what we see it with with Rusty's callous treatment of Hank is like it is his self-loathing transferring. Right. Yes. Like he is hard on Hank because he feels like he sees a part of himself. You know, you know, Dean Blue, you know, yeah. believes this crap. He, <laughs> you know hank got this life thrown him yeah it's a it's it's real tender you know and it's kind of setting up this big kind of switcheroo you know which makes it extra tragic that dean is being you know like forced into this life that he doesn't want you know there's like this this half misunderstanding and this desire for a future that is contrary to what what people actually want you know yeah yeah it's very it's very sweet mm-hmm you know, he says he sees so much of himself in the boy. Like, I want to apologize to him for his existence. He can't win. He's a venture. You know, it's it's very sad. Yeah. Um. So, uh, shore leave. Uh, you know, goes out there. He's like, oh, those uh, those centurions got me. Uh, twenty one says they're hoplites because <laughs> uh, they're from Greece. Right. And Desmond uh, says that henchman number one is what's best in all henchmen, a hero with a number. Yes. Um, you know, they go back and forth. Uh, 21 is in henchman, is in henchman one. 21 says he is henchman one. Mm -hmm. uh, this stuff also feels like it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. The general announces a double match. Uh, and uh, this is where he gets under his skin. 21 says, you know, no, I'm henchman one. And the general gets very frustrated. Yeah. You can't be called that. Uh, and he orders all of them yeah. to be killed. You know, matches off. This is an execution now. Yeah. It's shore leave. 21. Um, Billy and Pete. Yes. Billy and Pete turn and run for the barn, dropping their swords. And they do this little choreographed action. Yes. Bit. Yeah. Um, here. Uh, <laughs> 21 uh, picks up his trident and he throws it into the stands. He throws it up at Zeus. It hits him and knocks him over. You know, Zeus, who has never said anything, that's just a statue. Yeah. Or it's a cardboard cutout. Yeah. It, it falls over a wooden uh, cutout, like a, a display. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the uh, while this is happening, um, the, uh, Pete and Billy free everyone who's captured in the barn. Yeah. All of the, uh, the henchmen, um, zero explains, uh, he convinced Desmond. All he wanted to do is throw a party for the underappreciated underlings who think they're heroes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Desmond flies out, you know, demanding zero fight him and zero just punches him in the face. Yeah. Knocks him out. 
you know, and 21 um, runs through his reasoning, right? Like, okay, oh, I, here's yeah. how I figured out who you actually were. You know, only you know, I asked who has a number for a name, you know, just uh, I figured, oh, I have a number for a name. And like, oh, I recognize that voice. You're henchman one. You're Scott Hall. You just, and, you know, and then he takes off the mask and he has rebranded himself as uh, as henchman zero, the avenging henchman. Yeah. 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 Uh you know, you, you know this go, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants revenge for 21 leaving him to die. Yes. Uh, and he's like, and too bad your plan failed. You're going to throw an old Captain Sunshine at me? <laughs> so that wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get all of the uh, the captives coming out attacking, including Truculies, who makes cool truck noises mm-hmm. as he rolls out on his feet, which I really like. Yep. I think uh, Billy's riding him. <laughs> yeah, um, or is riding him. It's real good. Oh, man. It is any time we get Truculies. Um, I love Truculies. Yep, and then we rush to the the, the standard Doc Hammer end. Uh, they just uh, like just said, episodes over. Bye everybody, uh, because mm-hmm. the summit didn't get anywhere. You know the think tank they went through all this effort and they're just pumping a dry well. Uh, the older ones are asleep and they're just throwing out you know, bad ideas. And then Doe and Cardholder walk in and say, "Oh, our problem solved itself." And they all go topside to see the uh, the assembled captives gathered like an old Coke commercial, except with more singing. Yeah. And this is also referencing an old Coke commercial yep. about teaching the world to sing, mm-hmm. where a bunch of people on a hill with a rainbow sang about Coke. Yeah. Um, and we get to see their reun- uh, everyone reuniting. Um, mm-hmm. They included uh, Augustus St. Cloud here. They did. Uh, they reference it in the commentary. They're like, including somebody we're planning to bring back. Uh-huh. And they're like, don't say that. Don't say who. Because <laughs> you know, we don't want to give it away. Um, but this is uh, the reoccurrence of Augustus St. Cloud, even though we don't get his uh, his albino. Yeah, we we do uh, not yeah. get PY. <laughs> yeah, yeah, P, PY is still coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the golfers look on in confusion and then get shot. Yes, yes. Um, and I uh, I love this. Uh, I love this post credits because <laughs> they just accidentally left Rusty <laughs> down there with mm-hmm. Ted. You know, and it, uh, in the in the art book, they say, oh, this actually makes perfect sense because, of course, Rusty could have a conversation with somebody who, you know, only says the same four things over and over again. He's all take he's all taken no give. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he would just unload his guts. You know, all that he needs is somebody to say, tell me more. And he would just completely dominate it. So, like, he's talking yeah. about, like, oh, you know, I try dating around, but women just play games with you and they move in and they start changing stuff and all of that. <laughs> oh, gosh, this the the sad, selfish life of Rusty Avenger. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's basically the end. Yep. They, they left him there. He's still talking. Um, yeah. it's a, it, I, I think this is pretty good. We're kind of in this, like, the stretch of like above average, like pretty good yeah, episodes yeah. in season four that make it my favorite, like disconnected from lore, like good laughs mm-hmm. episodes that explore other corners yeah. of, uh, of the, the mythos. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, that's what I love about this. And yeah. this, is, this is one of them uh, to me, you know, again, solidly in the middle, like the last episode, yeah. basically. I think they could have done a little bit more to explain zero's motivation you know, I feel mm-hmm. like they just kind of glossed it over. It's kind of like, okay, he had a, some kind of point to make about henchmen and second in commands, but also it was specifically about getting revenge on 21. That was a little bit uh, uh, confused to me, I think. Uh, uh, and the, I, feel, I feel like they could have taken some of that time that was spent on side effect jokes and uh, go a little bit more into that, make it just a little bit more motivated. But like, there, you know, there are enough good jokes here that I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it being under motivated. 
So yeah, it's it's a little undermotivated. It also trucks in some stuff that we've already seen. Yeah, it's doing a little bit of character advancement stuff that doesn't take real mm-hmm. hard. Like this is not a turning point for for Rusty and and Hank's relationship, right? Yeah, in which it kind of should be. Like Hank now understands what his dad really thinks about him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still going to snipe at each other and have the same relationship. Of course, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So the uh, good, but not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it is it is middling in a season where the middle is still real high. Yes, that that, that is basically how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, next episode, we're getting into a pair of episodes that are really good, really mm-hmm. well thought of. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, until then, you can support us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. And you can leave us ratings reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. Yeah. And if you have any friends who like Venture Brothers, uh, tell them about the show. Word of mouth is our best friend. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's all the big stuff. Uh, save the date, uh, December 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, we're going to be doing a video game streaming event, three days to raise money for the Transactive Gender Project. Uh, if this is the first show that you've listened to for, from Duckfeed, uh, hi, welcome. Uh, we've done this yeah. uh, event uh, every winter for several years now, and it's always a good time. Uh, that's over at twitch.tv slash DuckfeedTV, and we will have more details um, a little bit closer to the event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that that's basically it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And until next, next time, time, go, go Team Venture. Venture.